0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm
1: Jenna Brister. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Danny.
0: Uh, today we are covering one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's sort of seasonal. I, I get it's yes. very seasonal. Yeah, and it's a movie called Stepmom, starring Julie Roberts, Susan Sarandon, Ed Harris. I'm going to play a little clip of the trailer for us right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about. It. Do you love this movie? I do. I love it too. I do love it. I'm crying already
1: oh same yeah this is one of those rare ones we do that's just a good movie
0: okay let's listen Pearl Jam yeah. on a school night mm-hmm. we are going out oh mom isn't my mom the coolest mommy what sweetie if you want me to hate her I will from the director of Mrs. Doubtfire and the Academy Award winning producer of Forrest Gump you didn't ask me if I wanted a new mother you didn't even ask me if I liked her comes a story I never wanted to be a mom and believe it or not I am trying. About the tears that are inevitable. People make mistakes. Anna, you do not run out on your mother. No, that's your job. And the joy that is possible.
1: And their whole life's happiness is wrapped up in you. You know every story, every wound.
0: You'll learn. When two women share one family, Sometimes the person you can't live with becomes the person you can't live without. (laughs) Stepmom. Uh, a beautifully manipulative, emotionally, uh, film that I love with all of my heart and soul. A 1998 classic. Also the first theatrical film to premiere on the wvb television network. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Julia was 31 when she shot this movie. It made $159 million worldwide on a $50 million budget. Yeah. Director Chris Columbus of Mrs. Doubtfire fame, one mm-hmm. of your faves. Yep. And, uh, oh, I also found out... I have tons of facts. Should oh, good. I keep yeah, yeah. these facts? Hit me, yeah, okay. hit me with the facts. Hit you up. Hit you yeah, up the <laughs> lights hit you. up. Facts. Okay. Uh, Isabel, Julie Roberts' character, was, mm-hmm. uh, according to IMDb, written for Molly Ringwald. <gasps> yeah. Surprising. Very surprising.
1: Yeah. Because by then, 16 yeah. Candles was in the rearview mirror. 98.
0: I don't think a yeah. lot of people... Oh, it could have been written much earlier. It takes forever to get something made, but... Still, Molly Ringwald is surprising that it was written for her. Yeah. And also, like, how fucking pissed would you be if you were Molly Ringwald? And then you, Julia Roberts got this film. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was Julia. So, uh, the film is known internationally by numerous alternate titles. These made me <sighs> laugh. So in Spanish, it translates to stay by my side or stay to <laughs> my side. In French, it translates to my best enemy, which that's a good title, right? <laughs> that's a really good my title. best enemy. Yeah. It's the best friend. And then in, uh, Portuguese, the uh, that version translates to side-by-side, side, which is nice. Uh, and then finally, the last little tidbit I have for you, and I'm sure you have some good facts and all that kind of stuff for us, but um, the top eight at the box office the day this was released on Christmas Day of 98. Do you want to hear what they were? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Patch Adams was number one. Oh, that is so sad. That movie is really sad. I know. With, he, Robin Williams plays the doctor or whatever yeah, and i always and remember like, the clown nose yes the clown nose yeah monica potter i think was in it um okay so yeah this was christmas day of 98 so patch adams came out the same day as Stepmom. uh step was number two number three was my personal all-time favorite movie you've got mail uh number four was the faculty do you remember that it's mm-hmm. a scary movie with josh yeah. hartnett yeah uh, and clea Duvall. and Love then her. number five was the prince of egypt Oh. Featuring one of the all-time great duets, Mariah and Whitney Houston, when you believe. Uh, number six is Mighty Joe Young, that monkey movie. What was a Gorilla and Charlie's there on or something? Yeah. Uh, then seven was A Bug's Life, and eight was the Bug's Life competitor, Ants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's right. They did come
1: out at the same time. Same time,
0: but also that's a pretty incredible top eight. Yes. And by my calculations, not a sequel in sight. Nope. Not a not sequel, not a reboot, not a comic and book you're
1: right, movie. And You've Got Mail is also an autumnal film. Classic, yeah. Just like Stepmom, because like you were pointing out too, a lot
0: of, you know, the leaves are changing, coziness. It's cozy, okay. and I don't know, I think Stepmom, to me, I think it's a fall movie. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, okay. a quite way too much, because mm-hmm. it's mostly fall, but it does end on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. Christmas morning. Yeah beautiful Christmas scene at the end. But for the most part, we're dealing with, there's a Halloween scene, there's Thanksgiving, yes. there's so many fucking leaves on the screen, and, mm-hmm. which I love. Snow, A little yeah. snow. But so it, it feels definitely end of year, but I skew a little bit like it's a November film.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I
0: think it would be the most ideal time to watch, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, because it's cozy. It's not full-blown Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think something we need to start doing too, besides The Grinch and now Halloween Town, is that, You always have to look up the all international titles of of every movie, whatever it is in another land. I want to know up top. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) By the way, our, our Halloween Town episode came out and it's been nice. We are recording some of these out of order. So yeah, it might be a little, hopefully we don't mention anything that's going to be confusing to listeners as these episodes come out on the A Very Merry Iconic podcast feed, but the Halloween Town one came out and we've been getting a lot of good uh, reaction from it. Yeah. And I even have heard from some people who never watched it and then went on Disney Plus and watched it and they're like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yes, that's my experience too. I'm like, what? I can't, right I'm so excited to watch us. the second one because you looked up something about the second one that they get Calabar's got, Revenge. Yeah, that they get married- Two of the, the oh, co-stars. Yeah. Or- yeah,
0: that's an update for our listeners. Yes, so apparently I heard this from somebody, a kind listener. I apologize; don't have it in front of me, but Marnie, the woman from Halloween Town, the young gal, mm-hmm. she married a co-star. Apparently, yeah. so we're going to get. We have to do some recon on that and update listeners even more because I meant to look it up and I forgot. Yeah, but so stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned for next. Oh, we'll do it next season. Yeah, stay tuned next season. Real big six. cliffhanger. Halloween two. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll
0: real pick long apart cliffhanger. Yes. <laughs> um... Do you remember the first time you saw Stepmom? Oh, I have a very vivid memory. Oh, tell me what what was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I remember staying over my friend Jake's house. We were good buddies when we were younger, and we always used to like have sleepovers and stuff and go rent movies. And somehow, I think his mom or somebody had rented Stepmom, and we put it on, and we were laughing at it because this was 98, I was 11 or 12 or something. So we were laughing at it. And then I remember by the time we hit that scene where they're singing Ain't a Mine High Enough. Best scene. I'm with Susan Saran and they're dancing and lip syncing to it. We were like, oh, we fucking love this movie, even as, like, 11-year-olds. And he's not – he's a straight man, Mm -hmm. married with kids now. Mm -hmm. But even the two of us, I remember just, like, being obsessed and rewinding the Ain't No Mountain High Enough scene and rewatching it. And then I became obsessed with this movie, taped it off TV. I've told the story on my other podcast, but for for family vacations, we would go drive to Florida or Myrtle Mm -hmm. Beach. That's what we do. And we had this little tiny TV that had a VCR attached that we put in the car. In In the Astro
1: van. In the Van. Yeah, we had an – yeah.
0: And I would be the one who would pick the movies that we take on the family vacation. And I remember I would take Stepmom mm-hmm. and like force my brothers and my parents to watch On the Way to Florida, Summertime Family Vacation, which sounds so unhinged and crazy to me now, but I would make everybody watch it on the car. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So You're like that's... this autumnal classic yeah. about <laughs> a family
0: divided. Um, a woman passing. And,
1: yeah. You know. I remember seeing that too as... A kid, yeah, like rented it from Blockbuster, you know, in the late 90s. And I remember thinking that scenario, it, my impression was that scenario would be the worst fate ever, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. And as a straight woman, I've been in situations where I've dated men with children, wait. and stepmom kind of lurks where you're like, oh, I hope she dies. <laughs> I'm kidding,
0: I'm kidding. Do you mean, wait, do you mean, um, in what, uh, wait, go back? So, do you mean as uh, the kid would be the worst thing, or as the as adult? Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, wow, yeah. Okay.
1: you're right. Falling in love with a man who has a uh, ex-wife, she'll make your life hell. Because yeah, Susan yeah, Sarandon, yeah. those are one of my like twelve notes. Is like she is a
0: hardcore bitch. Yeah, and I love that part of the movie. Oh yeah, I mean, totally. No, I she's love great that they let them be like really assholes. Yes, like because now I don't know that. I was thinking I always look in would this get made now? And now everything's like done by committee and everything and mm-hmm. and censors and whatever. And I but. just imagine they would say you pull back on the leads. Because yeah. even Julia's kinda can be an asshole in a few times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they let them go pretty far. And I don't know that they would let that happen now. Yeah. I feel like they'd be like, oh, you can't have that. Or it's too – they're lead characters. You want to make them more likable or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like that they let them be just shitty to each other.
1: At each other's throats. And yeah. I guess um, Julia and Susan wanted to work on something together and been like looking at scripts for years. And then this came along and they're like, okay –
0: you can Stole go at your Molly because Ringwald. it's your friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. Adios, Ringwald. Um, I did also like that Julia had the Rachel Green haircut. <gasps> do yes. you see that?
0: Like, yeah, with the bangs.
1: Yeah, with the bangs, and like it was like cut and colored Rachel Green of the time.
0: What do you think of all the fashions? I mean, there's so many like these cozy sweaters oh, and jackets and layers.
1: I loved it. At one point, Julia was wearing those green cargo pants. I totally got those after mm-hmm. seeing this. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it. Jenna Malone. Let's talk about the daughter.
0: Okay. Yeah. I thought I had a crush on her as a kid. Oh yeah. When I yeah. saw it and then I realized I just liked how she was also able to be an ass. She was yeah. really a brat. She
1: was so acerbic. I would loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "You know what? Good on you. For as far as child actors go."
0: Oh yes. Yeah. there she was She
1: she crushed it as just being this kind of like hardcore bitch.
0: Even know? yeah, and some oh, yeah. of the lines that they gave her, there was that one where she's like, "It's purple shirt day at the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, it, how do why don't you have my fucking purple shirt?" Yeah. And I thought it was like a hard. That must have been a hard line for a kid to deliver because it is really like bratty and stuff. But she did a good job.
1: Mm -hmm. Or the one she yells at Ed Harris, who oh my gosh, sidebar, wow,
0: wow, Jenna, wow, lights up, yeah. When I see that bald headed man, he does it for me. Me too. The wrinkly bald headed old man. I like him. Right? Yeah. The hottest one. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Him, Kurt Russell, Steve Martin there was like that class of guy that's 90s man that's, my, that's that's your... my route rushmore oh my gosh that's totally my route my rushmore is ed harris but he's hot and likable i mean he's like a busy lawyer that's the premise right because mm-hmm. i was reading some like of the lower reviews online and they're like you know ed harris is just
0: gone i'm like but that's the point i love when you like, read reviews
1: oh yeah oh they're hilarious they're like someone who gives this two stars i i want to know what you think <laughs> you yeah, know
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like why did um, you take the time to yeah. head on a imdb for two stars
1: exactly um but I get that whole trope of like, oh, he's a busy
0: lawyer in New York, you know, um, but he yeah. was hot. He lives in the city. And so Julie is his new girlfriend who lives in the city. And then uh, Susan, his ex-wife, lives in the country mm-hmm. house. In
1: New Jersey, I think, right? Across Both the river.
0: stunning yeah. houses. Incredible. Like the apartment in the city. <gasps>
1: like multi-story. Historic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, what was that? I think I even wrote it down somewhere. It was yeah. like multi-story, um, mm-hmm. just beautiful... And then that house to me is one of the coziest houses. Yeah.
1: Almost like Practical Magic
0: vibes, you know, like huge plot of land. Jenna, it's for sale. What? Yeah. It's like I, somebody had sent it to me online. Should I'm we buy it? The, well, it's a $3.2 <gasps> $3. million or something. Okay. But I'm going to pull it up. I'm I have to, all my organs. I mean, can you imagine? Literally, it's you can go Let's buy be- the house, and they filmed something else there. Oh wow! Uh, let me see. I gotta find the the listing. I just had the listing up, but yeah, it's like a beautiful, and it's still beautiful. And I would buy it if I had the money.
1: Yeah. Do you know that the Sleepers in Seattle Lake? You know his lake house mm-hmm. was for sale. Also, it sold for like low million. What I know. Okay,
0: wait. I found the listing. Yeah. Wait. Three point four nine five. Okay. It is in uh, Clarkstown, New York. Mm.
1: Oh, it's New York. Okay.
0: Beautiful, than, as beautiful as ever. It looks oh, even nice. bigger on the listing. Do you see this? All right, Janet, we'll share oh, a microphone. It does look bigger. It looks beautiful, oh, it's right? Stunning. Look at this. Stunning. Look at this. I feel bad that we're just looking oh. at something and listeners I are listings.
1: like, We'll post the link.
0: There's nothing better than I think going on to Zillow and just looking at houses. That's that, all like, I do, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're kind of like looking in that po- process right now, yeah. And it is so fun. It's so fun and yeah. depressing when you find Fantasized. the ones that you're like, I, you know, I love this ten million dollar house. Yeah, yeah. We watch those Architectural Digest tour videos. Oh. Do you know those? Yes, of course. I'm obsessed with them. But I just learned that a lot of the times the celebrities do those Architectural Digest home tours because they're about to sell the house. So they do oh. it, and they do it in advance, and then they do it in advance of like when they're going to list the house. So then they it comes out, and as soon as like video drops, they will put the house up for sale shortly thereafter, and then they get more money because then they say, "Oh, it's on Architectural Digest,"
1: and they have really nice staged photos.
0: Right. Oh, that's so true. Right. Um, I do want to back us up a little bit with Stepmom because I want to start. I want to talk about the start. Now it opens with "Under Pressure," the song. You mm-hmm. know that's "Under Pressure." Dun, 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 dun. Now you probably haven't heard of this movie After Son, have you? No. It's with Paul Mescal. I hope oh. I'm saying that name right. That he's like a young actor. Yeah. He's a really popular Irish guy. Um but so he had this movie come out that was very indie. It came out end of last year. I'm talking like super indie, super dramatic, super dark. He's a father, a single dad, and he's got his own issues very kind of one of those obscure movies that doesn't really tell is you it, exactly what's going on is it after sun s u n or s o n f uh, s u n i think okay okay so he's like a young dad takes his daughter on this vacation and that, but then at the end he's like fucked up and i don't want to give anything away but there's this climactic scene set to that song under pressure that is one of the most haunting scenes i have ever seen in film and you could probably just look up after sun under pressure scene google it Ooh. it is like uh, it's about this young woman who's a 12 year old girl looking at her father who's, uh, God, how, how do I spoil this? Uh, it's a dark <laughs> scene. It's, it's like dark. a okay. dark, heavy Whoa. set to under pressure. And so when all of a sudden it lights up on stepmom, I was just taken aback and anyone who's seen this after-sun scene will know that this was a trigger yes yeah like immediately not only am I knowing I'm going to get into this movie stepmom where I'm going to have to deal with the death of Susan Sarandon's character Mm. but then I'm also thinking of after-sun and I'm like wow I am like really in a dark place so what I'm trying to say is I need to book an appointment with the therapist yeah
1: (laughs) EDMR or whatever yeah yeah. Um, I do like in that opening scene when Julia's you know running through the house trying to find the kids um, there's that Rope where the toaster, the toast is coming out, and the toast shoots out and oh. lands on the counter. And it's just such a small detail. I've never known a toaster they don't to do that. launch bread, and it lands
0: within a foot of the toaster. Like that's no. I'd argue that it's actually the opposite of that. When my toast is done, I feel like I'm always going to have to press the button. Mm-hmm. And I uh, even when you press it, sometimes it doesn't come up. You need to get a fork and then try to
1: grab the toast yeah. out. But in Chris Columbus' world... No, wow. it, a rocket launcher.
0: I didn't even but catch that, really that stood but you're out. right. That was an and important. it does happen too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They had that bunny rabbit too, the kid, because he's like a magician kid, Ben, the boy. Yes.
1: Yeah, the pet work in this movie. All because over the place. Yeah,
0: the puppy and the, and the dove. The bar, bunny rabbit, the puppy, and the dove. Yeah. Where did the animals go? Like, I yes. think the bunny rabbit might have passed, because we never saw the bunny rabbit again. We never saw it again. The puppy... Never saw it again. I never saw it. And it, no, no one walked it, right? Did why they ever walk the dog? No. And why wasn't the puppy in at the end? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like in the family photo. Yeah,
0: with the fucking dove photo.
1: That's weird. They
0: must have dropped off the puppy at a farm somewhere.
1: They must have yeah, at a farm. Yeah.
0: They dropped it off. Isabel was like, fuck that puppy. Yeah. Because it never was seen again. And I never saw that fucking bunny rabbit either. Mm-hmm. And that bunny rabbit, do bunnies eat doves? No.
1: They might Dude. in a, in a stressful situation. I think anything is possible, oh but also like getting the idea of getting a puppy in New York when you're like merging a blended family. I lived in New York and it's a big decision to get a dog, Yeah, you know, and he works all the time. Yeah. She's, you know, a fashion photographer. She can barely keep that job. Yeah. As photographer. So I was like, I mean, I love Julia, but I was like, that's, it's manipulative yeah. to get a dog for the kids just to make them like you. But that's why it's, that's why it's in there.
0: But I know that like the daughter, she took the puppy. When yeah. Isabel brought the puppy home, she took mm-hmm. it and she said first she said she was allergic. Mm-hmm. And I found it so strange that I know we're just skipping to the middle and it a very not important part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. <laughs> but that scene when Julia brings the mm-hmm. puppy home and Isabel's such a little asshole and she's yeah. like, Oh, I'm allergic, and then she goes to the room, but then she takes the puppy in the room and I felt so crazy because Isabel and ben then never say like where did the puppy go mm-hmm. and i was like somebody should be addressing the fact that she lied to your face or she just took the puppy i yeah. mean it's like
1: is there a water dish out like i didn't see enough puppy work
0: yeah they need it <laughs> <you know, yeah. laughs> i was like How, I'm concerned. who's feeding these pets yeah because it's a big responsibility right. um uh, there is this conversation at the very beginning where susan's driving the kids because mm-hmm. she's the uh, susan sarandon is The good mom, you Mm -hmm. know, like the she's doing it very maternal. She knows how to do it. Yeah, she's teaching all these lessons. So one of the lessons in the car was like, don't say the word hate unless you like really mean it or something. Mm -hmm. She says, I hate the word Uranus and I hate the hokey pokey. And so I wanted to pose to you like, is there is there like some little thing that you hate? Like, is there one thing that you're like, God, I hate that? Like, I was thinking, I hate when I'm uh, brushing my teeth and the toothpaste gets to like the very bottom and you got to like squeeze so hard do you know what i'm saying oh yeah Mm -hmm. like where i hate when the toothpaste gets so low mm -hmm. that you're just like trying to squeeze it out and it's just exhausting every night yeah i have a terrible
1: confession (laughs) i sometimes throw it away that's not terrible you know and then i just get a new tube because it is frustrating having to squeeze it and move it it's too much work
0: yeah and look i'm someone i don't mind exercise. But yeah. there's something about that, that like specific exercise that I hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've also mentioned this on my other show, but I hate being out of scissors. Mm. So I'm someone who thinks it's really important to have something like scissors in every room. Yes. So I think everybody should go. My big advice is like go and get a 10-pack of scissors from Ikea Mm -hmm. or wherever the Mm -hmm. dollar store sells packages Mm -hmm. and put them in every room of the house so you always have scissors. Mm -hmm. And it will alleviate like so much of your stress because you'll always have a pair. Yeah. I
1: have them in almost every drawer and multiple in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because you just don't know. You don't know. When you
0: have to – cut something you're not, you know you're mean, you kitchen bathroom, doesn't matter no. you're always gonna need them and Matt yelled at me when I was buying all these scissors I also think it's important for lighters too mm. like because yeah. I'm a big the candle tr- yeah. person oh, so same. I like to have I have mm. lighters in every room yeah but I hate when I can't find a lighter or scissors mm-hmm.
1: or matches or something absolutely yeah. um I think along the same lines of like something that's you know body prep getting ready in the morning I actually hate, body prep. I do it every single day but I hate shaving my legs Oh, I hate wait.
0: it. Wait, this is, sounds so stupid, but do women shave their legs every day? Not all
1: do. I do. Yeah, just because okay. I am Welsh and I I, I feel like I, I just don't like the feeling of prickliness mm. on my legs. Um, so I do it every day. I'm not saying I'm good at it. Like a couple times I'm like, oh, there's a patch you know, on my knee or whatever. Because you can cut your knees easily. And I think that's what... I'm not good at do it. Do and you do it I, in the shower? Yeah, I do it in the okay. shower. And sometimes I cut my ankle or my knees and I'm like, I am almost 40. I am... A professional woman, I, I don't, I'm not good at it. Yeah, I should laser. I think, I think you, you can laser should, your yeah. whole. Have you ever, yeah, I think I probably could. Yeah, I'll I've look into laser. I've lasered
0: before. Yeah, I'm a hairy person in general, so like it, it's, I've done laser. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too but, bad. Um, but I mean, the whole leg would be hard.
1: It's so hard, and it's a lot of yeah. And I'm short, what if so you imagine when you're really tall. Yeah,
0: that's you know? too much. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean all of that kind of like, yeah, getting ready prep is. Exhausting. It it's is. hard to look good. It is. And not only is it hard to look good, but in this movie, we're bamboozled because Julie Roberts, as a photographer, is able to make anyone look good, including a pizza delivery man that shows up yes. at her photo shoot.
1: That's so cute. And I'd like us to
0: discuss this. Yes. So, I mean, at the photo, all of Julie Roberts' character's photo business, I love that she's young. I think she filmed this when she was 31, but mm-hmm. I, I thought when I was researching, the character's supposed to be 28, I think. Okay. Hope I'm not yeah. making that up, but I did write it down. That checks out. Yeah, but I'm like 28 year old, who's in charge of all these people seems a little far fetched to yeah. me. That she's like just such a star photographer at 28, mm-hmm. even at 31. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's that's young for all of this these people to be just like waiting for you Mm -hmm. to offer up your brilliance. But in one of the early scenes we see, she's doing this uh, photo shoot with these young male, Oh, young female models and the pizza delivery guy shows up and then she just starts shooting it. And then she basically like does some AI photo shoot work Mm -hmm. and has this very successful campaign with the suit collection that she just puts on this pizza delivery guy's body. And it is so like forced because all the m- women models are just like fawning over this pizza delivery guy, and I yeah. was like, if that really happened, I don't know if all the female models would just be like, "Ooh, pizza!" And, yeah, oh, one hundred percent, sexually petting the man. <laughs>
1: pizza, one hundred percent. Also, how great was earring guy, her boss? <laughs> I was like, I, he was such a great character because he's just like kind of I don't know, in guy. charge of everything, I guess in reed's very
0: gay <laughs> this is probably inappropriate like, of me but
1: you know uh you know well, we got these male models over here you gotta use them and like for some reason she had all the power was, which yeah. i was like i don't think that's how it works i think he
0: would, would she's a photographer she's getting paid to do it yeah if he was in charge of the ad campaign yeah, yeah, he yeah. would be yeah and he sort of yells at her later but yeah. they also had this weird moment where he says uh sh- she turned him down She's yeah, She says, that's I right. know I turned down your advances or something. And I yeah. was like, he's not gay? That's you know, <laughs> did exactly. a Tim Allen, Because huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s, yeah, uh, not to be inappropriate, but in the 90s, you saw a man with an earring and that meant that in was a fashion, visual signifier. In, in New York, yeah, yeah. 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 V- visual signifier. This mm-hmm. man's a big homosexual. I think he had a purple suit on at one point. Purple suit. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen that Beckham documentary? Not yet. Beckham? I'm dying to though. It okay, looks, it's really good yeah it's really uh, we've only watched two parts as of this okay. recording but they victoria and david beckham got married in purple outfits yeah i didn't i've seen the that. photos
1: yeah i've seen the photos jarring, jarring. bright purple
0: still look hot somehow yes.
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> still look hot and david beckham still to this i mean he's both of them are beautiful but david beckham to me i'm like yeah that man is beautiful he's
1: aging perfectly i mean he's gonna be so hot in like 20 years you know, that's that you for me. <laughs> I'm
0: like, give it time, give it time. <laughs> I might asked you a million times on the podcast, but has it changed? Is there an age uh cutoff for you? Um, I guess maybe like uh, late nineties.
1: Probably late nineties, yeah, like Bob Barker, modern he's, day. Oh no, dead? he passed away. No, Did he? I guess like Dick Van Dyke. Oh, he's a hundred. Okay, maybe not.
0: Carl no, Reiner is still. I'm, s-
1: I'm still into Kurt Russell, and I think he's like seventies, right? Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, Hit Russell. Yeah, um, that seems like a and Harrison Ford. I think I've asked you that ooh, before, too, yeah. but yeah, he's um, yeah, he's still he's, kicking. Yeah, uh, the last time I saw Harrison Ford, <gasps> he's starting to look very like older. Yeah, I saw him not long ago either. Yeah, and I was which like, good for oh, him. No. Yeah, totally. Russ, um, uh, Kurt Russell is seventy two.
1: Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, I also like that Ed Harris has a beeper. That was a, a <laughs> wonderful trope. Remember, they're at the what a meeting? They're at a meeting with school like meeting. the kids' school, right? And um, his beeper's going off, and I'm like, oh, I just it just busy. made me so happy. That's such a '90s mm-hmm. thing that we'll just never have again. And I was like, yes.
0: And they did try to find ways to like soften him and show him. Being a good yeah. dad, there's that one moment where he got those little boats that they're doing in the fountains. Yeah. And so I do think they tried to make him look not just like a complete absentee father, but there were times where I was thinking like, well, is why it? <laughs> is it? Why is this all up to Isabel? Like she's yes. just their girlfriend. Yeah, they ain't, they're not even married yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, he should be the one in charge of this. Yeah, and it's his fault that the kids are lost at the photo shoot, or it's his fault that they didn't get picked up, or whatever. There like, why does he get away with everything?
1: Totally. There and was then. a lot of like dropping the ball at school pickup, and I was like, what was the deal before Isabel came around? Right. Was it always Sarandon? Right. But she was at Random House for a long time, so I'm like, I don't. Yeah.
0: Speaking of the Random House, there was one moment where Julie Roberts, as Isabel, calls Random House to get in touch with Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. and the person who answers the phone, she's like, "Oh, is um, uh, what's her name there, Jackie there?" Mm-hmm. And the person on the phone's like, "No, uh, she hasn't worked here forever." And then Julie Roberts is like, "Well, I need to talk to her. She's supposed to be meeting with the editor," and the person's like, "I'm the senior editor here at." Random House. Yeah. I thinking, <laughs> oh, so the senior the <laughs> re- at Penguin Random House, the senior editor is answering the phone. I was like, so
1: funny. I didn't even realize yeah, that. Like,
0: that's ridiculous. I'm the senior editor here, yeah. and she no longer works here. Yeah. And it's like, well, who? Where's the person answering the phones? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. uh Wait, there was something I was going to say about Ed Harris. Oh, the thing that I wanted to mention. Um, in there's that scene where they get engaged.
1: Oh, yes. Can we please talk about that?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh. I want to talk about that. Let's take our break here and then come back and talk about it because I did find out some uh, interesting facts about that scene. Oh. And then we're going to, and I think it's beautiful too. So let's take a break here. Perfect. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. You are at Jenna.Brister. Thank you to ACAS and we'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. we're back. Okay, that scene
1: uh, with the
0: engagement and the string. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the fact that I learned about it. So, that wasn't originally in the script. Oh. But Julia and Ed had the (gasps) idea that they wanted to show that this couple loves each other and that it's a meaningful relationship. Because I think Julia had said in an interview, uh, without that scene... There wasn't that connection. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know this is because Rosie O'Donnell's been uploading full episodes of her daytime talk show to YouTube, and she uploaded one with Julia and Susan promoting this film. So, anyway, that scene was added after the fact. And I think it's almost, it almost feels out of a different movie, right? Because it
1: is so romantic. So romantic. Yeah. Which you're right. It is a good balance because remember when um jenna malone her character asked susan sarandon she's like why does isabel scream in the shower like oh. scream in the shower with dad you know and i was like oh they were fucking in the shower yeah but also why did they not lock the door yeah that is if weird. you're fucking in the shower and your kids are and it's dad's weekend you know what i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have kids, but I would imagine you lock the door. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes, whenever I you or barricade when it. the
0: kid's gone. And yeah. also uh, when you're in a family where the kids are gone 50% of the time anyway, just yeah. do it when they're gone. <laughs>
1: totally. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, that you, was really romantic.
0: How do you, what's no. your ideal proposal?
1: Something like that. Something like, I would, if it was on a Jumbotron, I'd say no, I yeah. definitely don't want something super publicy, probably in a hot air balloon. And it's maybe written in a
0: cornfield. Down below? Oh, that's pretty.
1: Yeah. Or in bed with like, you know, something like that. What about you?
0: Yeah, I like an intimate kind of like. That's what yours was. We were we're technically engaged, although we've been engaged for like seven or eight years and never got married. But we did get engaged in Mexico and we were on a trip with some friends and it was just us in the room ordering room service. And it was, I had these little, he really likes Legos, so I had these little Lego figures made that look like us yeah. and whatever. Um, so it was cute, but quiet and intimate. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I don't like a big to do. Yeah. Me neither. Like uh, those like flash mobs, and mm-hmm. the jumbotrons, those weird me out. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I I've been proposed
1: to like, I think three times. I know. Wait, only so said one. Yes. Once. What was
0: the best one?
1: The best one was probably the one I said, Oh, Oh man. It was probably this one. Um, oh, I just know. I, I just was like in the shower and, uh, the kid walked in I yeah <laughs> the yeah. kid walked in um i know he just he, he walked in with like his grandmother's rings and proposed and made me dinner and we went out salsa dancing oh and then it blew up recently later but
0: it's okay but it was really beautiful because it was simple yeah and low-key yeah yeah but um, I, I sort of am mad i mean i know there's still time left i would like to be someone who like got asked to be married a million times Oh, Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a runaway bride situation where yes. it's just like a million men just keep asking you and you keep mm-hmm. saying, like, yes, or then you move on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm sort of jealous you've had three of those.
1: One of them, yeah, it's one was real also cute um, a stack of cards. He had to go abroad. This is when I was living in New York. And every i would open one every sunday and then the last one was a proposal but we broke up before, like four cards earlier oh my God. and so,
0: so you're just i opened them proposal. all
1: and then i saw the last one i was like oh my gosh but that was really sweet that he thought oh four months from now i'm going to propose to her he should have just mente. not been an asshole and it, lost the woman it, exactly and then the other I don't one i know that he was an asshole was he an asshole oh, yeah, at the end he was yeah okay. um but he was lovely before that but then the other one i said he, I didn't realize he was like a criminal and he was laundering money and wanted to start buying cars in my name. And so he proposed to like steal my identity. But I, I caught on to it and I said, Oh my no. God, Jenna.
0: Wait, why have I never heard this story before? <laughs> I, know. I buried it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I haven't met this. No, 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 no. Okay. No, okay. No, right, yeah. right. <laughs> This was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I think romantic ones and not trying to steal someone's identity. Yeah, totally. Like the movie The Net.
1: Yes, <laughs> The Net. The Net Pelican Brief. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, I love
1: it. Um, but
0: yeah, I wanna uh, mention the Halloween of it all. I know we're. Yeah. Uh, it's. This is a holiday movie podcast, and they do have a Halloween scene where they go trick or treating. That is like so cozy; yes. it almost looks like a scene out of Halloween Town. Yeah, but yeah. they are <laughs> going on uh, trick or treating, and uh, that little brat. She said she wanted to be a hippie last month. So mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon is her the mom is making a outfit, mm-hmm. sewing a fucking outfit for the daughter, handcrafting a hippie outfit, and then she says, "No, I don't. I wanted to be a hippie last month. Now I want to be Elvis," and. <laughs> if I had said that to one of my parents and mm-hmm. I'm like well you're being whatever the fuck we give you yeah like not just redo the costume
1: yeah I'm terminally ill and I've been working 40 hours on these jeans <laughs> embroidering them
0: and they're actually really cute yeah you know I was like okay just I'm literally on death's door like yeah figure out your own fucking costume yeah. or you know do go it go to Party City I um, always feel like every time we record, I'm like Clint Eastwood yelling, "Get off my lawn!" Like yeah, I always yeah, feel like an old man yeah. every time these kids are brats. But it makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. It makes me mad. And then, um, yeah, they do go. She ends up dressing as Elvis, which good for her. And they go on that whole thing. Have you ever
1: great. been? El- I was Elvis for a talent show in fifth grade, and they did the the white jumpsuit, bedazzled, and the wig. And sang all shook up alone on a stage, and looking back, I'm it's so probably the most mortifying <laughs> moments you need to of my find life. Them. I wonder if there's tape, but I wasn't I wasn't like good? I don't did think you have a wig, yeah, a wig? yeah, an yeah. Elvis wig.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> but like, sure, why? I feel, actually, yeah. I I feel like I might have dressed as Elvis sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure at some point I did. Which don't you think there's just too many
1: Elvis movies nowadays? Uh, I feel yeah. like every year there's two coming out where they're like, <laughs> oh.
0: Here's another one. I'm like, can we just chill? That Austin Butler one was insane. Like, I enjoyed it, but it was insane. And Tom Hanks' character was, like, crazy. Fat bastard, you mean? (laughs) It reminded me of, um, what's the Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) It's like, is Tom Hanks just playing Foghorn Leghorn in this movie? Like, what's going on with the accent work? It was so distracting. I think they should have just hired an Austrian man. One other thing that happens on this podcast is I feel like we trash talk Tom Hanks, a and he's like a beloved American figurehead. And I feel yeah, like every yeah. time we're on the mic, we're like, "Fuck that movie!" He did. <laughs> Fuck that movie! We've never covered Castaway. No one's as brave as us. I think could we do Castaway
1: at some point? Is, yeah, I think does it he come never, back during the winter during Christmas? I've never seen Castaway. What I know. Oh, I've been to the island in Fiji where they filmed it, and they still have the help stones oh there, God. and like where the Wait, the plane crashed know. and where he was. Okay, sorry, I'm that Doesn't make any sense it. to you. You've never seen wow, it. Wow, Jenna. Um, we should watch it this
0: Christmas. Okay. okay. Isn't <laughs> Helen Hunt in it. Yes, Helen Hunt's a, amazing. I know in there's it. a volleyball in it. I like no. Yes. I know. I'm. Sh- I've seen like little parts of it. Okay, we'll watch it.
1: I don't know. And play games. We'll put it on the background.
0: I actually can't believe this is the first time I think on this podcast that where it's flipped, where you've seen the movie and I haven't seen it. Yeah, because I haven't seen so many things. I gotta um, see Castaway. Uh, can we talk about the Pearl Jam concert?
1: Yes, we can. Okay.
0: So, Julie Roberts' character says, I want to get tickets to take the daughter to a Pearl Jam concert.
1: Mm-hmm, which and is then very Susan
0: is cool. like, Are you fucking kidding me? It's a weeknight. You can't just do that. It's a school night. Mm-hmm. And then, cut to a couple scenes later, Susan Sarandon gifts the daughter in front of Julie Roberts Pearl Jam tickets. Mm-hmm. Right? Can you fucking believe it? Yeah. That was one of the meanest things, I think, in the whole movie.
1: Oh, totally. And then later on, would shoot Banger Sisters, <laughs> you know, which is one of the best films of all time. Oh, we need personally. to cover
0: Banger Sisters. We need to cover That's Banger the holiday, Sisters. But maybe we can find a way to twist it in the yeah, holiday, because we, I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah.
1: They yeah. need
0: to do a Banger Sisters, too. I still really believe that. Like, I want to know where those two, Goldie and yeah. Susan, are now. Yeah. Wait, Are you? do you follow any of the Susan sarandon Deborah Messing feud? No. Okay, Janet. I need you to do some recon as okay. soon as we're done here, because it's one of the craziest feuds. They hate each other.
1: I wonder why.
0: Well, or I yeah. guess you probably. I think some of it's po- political. Oh. Forgive me. Listeners are probably shouting at the thing. A conservative versus I do know they, they hate each other, but I don't know exactly why. But I think it's something to do with politics. That, makes, and that I, probably makes sense. There keeps being, like, they tweet at each other sometimes, <sighs> and like... They're very funny past. It's basically like stepmom, only Deborah Messing is They should be friends because they'll dye their hair red still. Stepmom, too. Yeah. Deborah and Susan having at it. Deborah v. Susan, the (laughs) documentary. But Um, wait, I I had heard. So there was all this Will and Grace drama between Megan Mullally and uh, Susan Sarandon. mm -hmm. I had heard. I don't know if this was in the press or someone told me, but uh, for Sean Hayes' Broadway uh, debut, Megan Mullally went to it with Susan Sarandon. And then oh. now Susan Sarandon is doing a movie with Megan Mullally. Like, isn't ah. that so fucked up knowing that Deborah and Me- Deborah and Susan have this big feud and also Deborah and Megan have a feud. Mm mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's like thrilling to me. Yeah, like, I, I love want that everyone stuff. to get along, but it's thrilling. Yeah, Susan Sarandon, ever Messing, <gasps>
1: my game. hairdresser is is theirs. So he did Will and Grace. Okay, we so need. So i heard so meet much recon. Yeah, so off the pot, I'll tell you. And, and I, know, I
0: also, wait. I need to know about the Will and Grace reboot too, because all of a sudden at the yes. end they weren't filming together. Like there was lots of drama that I don't feel like has been explored. and I need a whole oral history. Yeah, we need to blow it out. Back to Stepmom. So the okay. Pearl Jam tickets, we talked about that. <gasps>
1: yeah, and then also gotta commend Isabel Julia for not blowing up susan's spot in front of the daughter
0: oh, yeah like, that she was, was actually like, oh, nice you're right
1: you know i was like okay she's the bigger person here right roles reversed
0: yeah i i like that yeah yeah we needed that yeah uh ben how do you where do you land on ben the son
1: the son oh he's nuts he's yeah. a flight risk <laughs> he seems <laughs> like he, he runs he runs away all the time he's so cute i love I the magic know. thing yeah, he's cute. cute kid did you ever want to be a magician I, I think I did as a child. Yeah.
0: Did I you? Could see you as a musician <gasps> Thank you. I feel you. like you'd be a great musician
1: Because I can, you know.
0: I just feel like you'd be good at it.
1: Thank you. And
0: it's like, it would be fun. You have to be theatrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Make people believe stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like all our improv training is like perfect
0: for magic. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I think I went through a magic phase. I remember getting a magic set when you year yes, for Lance birthday Burton. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, some off brand magic set that yeah. <laughs> had like a, it had one of those wands that had the ropes, or not the ropes, the scarves yes. coming out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... So I, and my brother Brian, he's a dummy. I love him to death, but he's a very simple man. And he doesn't read, but when I lived with him, I remember I caught him reading. Uh, Chris Angel book, <laughs> and he was like very into illusionists for a time. Yes,
1: I met Chris Angel when he was filming season one in Vegas. I was oh on God. spring
0: break my senior year of college. It was with six girls,
1: and we, of course, you know, he was like, "Hey, hey ladies, come to my show taping at the Luxor what at year, midnight." And
0: probably what year was this? This, this, is this 2002. was two thousand two. So this was like peak no, I'm sorry, two thousand six.
1: Two thousand six. Okay, yeah. And so no one else wanted to go. They're like, "No, that sounds weird." I'm like, you guys. It's a Angel. Vegas magician, let's go to the show taping illusionist yeah, an illusionist yeah
0: it was so it was so fun. I don't think I've ever seen him, but I it always didn't crack me up that my brother the only book he's Chris ever Angel. read <laughs> probably hasn't even read my books. I don't think
1: he's still Chris Angel's still in Vegas. I'm gonna oh, go in a couple weeks go. and I'm like yeah, let's go we
0: should go see him. Yeah, I like a, I like a magic thing. I've never yeah. been to – there's a place called Magic Castle here, and I oh, still Oh, yeah, been. I'll take
1: you. I have, I have access. Let's we go. We have to go. I've, yeah. I've, I've still It's right been.
0: by my house. Um, yeah, I like Ben. There's a scene when uh, Susan Saran tells Ben, like, I'm going to meet you in my dreams. Mm. And to me, that, like, broke me. It happens – that happens early on. Mm-hmm. It broke me. And then, of course, I break later on with the gifts and everything, which we'll get to. But yeah. that early thing of, like, I'll meet you in my dreams – it's just heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: And especially for those kids trying to kind of grasp the mortality of their
0: mom. And you I know? don't know that you can explain that to Oof. the son's age. Mm-hmm. Can you? I because mean, the other older daughter, I think, can get that the mom's passing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about Ben. I'm like, does is Ben going to know what's going on exactly? Yeah,
1: I think, didn't she do like a caterpillar- butterfly analogy at one point. She was like, you
0: know, Caterpillars disappear. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'll always <laughs> like, be with you or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Also broke my heart when Julia was singing to him in the hospital, like after he oh, fell off that yeah. swing set. I guess that was a Lyle Lovett song, one of her first husbands. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was singing a Lyle yeah. Lovett song in the totally. hospital. So and the- I don't know that we've ever heard Julia sing, have we? No. Like, she has not wow. done a musical, has she? We oh, need Julia in a musical. does she
1: in... No, she does it in My Best Friend's Wedding. That was Cameron
0: Diaz, sings at karaoke. And I'd argue that's a musical, even though they're not. It's a musical, right? My Best Friend's Wedding?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of singing.
0: Yeah, it's so much singing. Yeah. Even at the beginning, in the opening credits, there's like someone lip-syncing. That's a musical. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a musical. Yeah.
0: Um, I would like to see Julia do like a full musical, though, where we can hear her voice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we talked about her running late to random, uh, running late to the birthday party, calling Random House. Uh, and then the senior editor comes on the phone and he gives this really great advice look for balloons. If you're looking for a kid's birthday party, just look for balloons. Brilliant. But Brilliant. also, what if Julia dropped off the kid at someone's house that was like another birthday?
1: That happened to me. At the Ronald McDonald house. House. Yeah. We're learning
0: so much about (laughs) it this week, Jenna.
1: (laughs) My sister and I have just recently kind of started to unpack this. But in the early 90s, my mom dropped us off at a Ronald McDonald house for a birthday. Like a charity house? or A a week prior of when the actual birthday was. It was like a portable outside of McDonald's where you would have kids' birthday parties. And so I remember my sister and I went in and we were both like, Oh, we don't know anyone here, like, but just but this time. is pre-cell phone. And so the parents were like, um, then they just let us stay. So we like had a burger, played with the other kids and then party, crashing. Two hours- <laughs> party crashed in the 90s at a Ronald McDonald house. And then my si- my mom picks us up later. And I remember the parents kind of had an exchange. My mom just laughed and my sister and I were like, this is, we could have been abducted so easily. Right, right. That's why when abductions happened in the 90s, it's like, that's how easy it was. Yeah. You were being dropped off for a birthday party on the wrong day.
0: I just made Matt watch that movie Deep End of the Ocean where Michelle Pfeiffer loses the kid. And then uh, 10 years later, whatever, the kid's a teenager and shows up at the house to cut the grass. And she's like, oh, my God, I think this is my kid. Oh my but obviously, that would be the worst nightmare to lose a kid. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it happens as much anymore because of cell phones. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's like trackers now.
1: Yeah. And I feel like everywhere. I leave the
0: house with a tracker every time because I got the Apple. um What's that thing you could put in your wallets and stuff? It like oh, tracks your. Yeah, the Apple tag. Yeah. We yeah. have those tags and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm literally traceable everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I have kids, that's going right in their backpack or 100%. shoes or something like 100- that. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm
0: putting the trackers on them.
1: Yeah. I would totally put trackers in those shoes too. Yeah. I think because That's why okay, not? right?
0: We were yeah. raised with leashes. Yeah. I, had I leashes. mean, we were on fucking you, leashes. We were Because you, yeah, we had multiple siblings. So it's just like, yeah, you leave, however you got to keep the kids and, uh, so they're not in the deep end of the ocean. Yeah. Is what you got to do. I'm unopposed to leashing. Yeah. yeah and um, should have leashed Ben is the yeah. Because I know. Because just-
1: when he gets lost, he runs away in Central Park, which I get it i mean it's kind of on ben it's not julia's fault but then at yeah. the police station remember he's doing magic for the cops and then the susan new york Sarandon, police station yeah exactly yeah which NYPD. somehow
0: looks so cozy so nice <laughs> right
1: yeah and, um there's no crackheads anywhere um and then susan swan and like yells at her and she like, can't see my kids not admitting that she had lost ben a month prior oh yeah yeah we learned that later wow so I like that arc, though, where Susan Sarandon at the start is like, screw this lady, mm-hmm. which I get. If my zaddy of a ex-husband was moving on with a younger woman, I also would be oh, yeah, I would pissed. lose pissed. And I then I also have it. cancer, and I'm going to die soon. Like, the worst. I'd be pissed. Yeah. So Susan is, like, you know, She's justified. She's rightfully an
0: asshole. Rightfully yeah, an yeah, asshole. Yeah. 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 There was one scene, and I tweeted about this, but she is Jackie Susan Sarandon is at home in that gorgeous house, oh, yes. surrounded by leaves, smoking weed under a blanket in the leaves, and I just was thinking, like outside of the cancer, like that's ideal mm-hmm. to just be in that beautiful autumnal attire, mm-hmm. getting smoking getting a J, little high, or someone else is driving your kids around. Oh, the dream, you know the dream. Yeah, I think and she has a colostomy
1: bag at that point, so she's oh, just like, that part's not great. But <laughs> yeah, that part's not great, but she um is yeah. Just and then, oh, high. and that's when then Julia, and then knows. then wait,
0: but they sing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, but no, yeah, that's right. when Julia finds out about yeah. the cancer. She's like, I know you, uh, you're, I know your secret because of the random house editor. Yeah. I talked to the head editor.
1: Yeah. She answers the phones there. She's the switchboard operator. She also edits the place. Um, Yeah. She
0: learns about it. Yeah. And then immediately, so Susan's still a little stone when she reveals Mm -hmm. this, Julia. And then the next scene is when they have that uh, iconic, uh, ain't I'm on high enough scene. So, really, in theory, Susan's a little stoned when she's doing that scene. Mm-hmm. And I think Listen, that's the perfect baby.
1: day. That was such an iconic scene. I remember my whole tennis team we would like dance around to that. So, nothing better. Would you guys do that? We used to pre- film
0: yeah. pretend music videos all the time. Yeah, and... I think it's one of the most important things in a feature film is to have a musical number. Agreed. In the 90s, they always did look at something like this. Look at Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. when they, mm-hmm. They're not singing it, but there's that whole dance sequence. Mm-hmm. It's a musical number. We talked about My Best Friend's Wedding. I think you can go down the list, First Wives Club, when they're in them off-white suits at the end, singing You Don't Own Me. like It's one of the things that happened in the 90s so often. It didn't always necessarily gel with the plot. But looking back on these movies, that's the favorite part of so many of them is the musical number. Yeah missing from so many and i think it's missing because again everything's run by committee so i think in the scripts come through and then the producers like well this doesn't make any sense to have this musical number here mm-hmm. well it's not supposed to make any fucking sense yeah they didn't in the 90s Chad. they yeah. just sang mm-hmm. they lip-synced they're not even singing they're lip-syncing yeah to uh marvin gay and tammy terrell
1: yeah you're right about the you don't own me that's i think that one always makes me get
0: choked up at the end so of first wives
1: club so good it's iconic like without every- it it would
0: be weird in particular, every movie that's for a woman and gay man audience, mm-hmm. there should be a musical number. Yes. I don't give a fuck if it doesn't make any sense. Me you put that in there mm-hmm. and you give it to us.
1: Yes. Give it
0: to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. I feel that way about, um, what, like, I like a montage makeover scene.
1: Oh, same. Like,
0: I'm like, give it to me. I Put don't them in every movie to, I write. Give it to me. There's always a.
1: Yeah. Show me a
0: bunch of different clothes bangs, with some music set to it. Mm -hmm. Smoky eye. Getting bangs. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That actually came up also in this one. I remember they're driving and um, that she, Isabel lets the daughter use her lip gloss.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Which was so cute. And then she comes in and then Susan's like, oh, you don't usually see colors like that in the afternoon, only on working girls. And that was a nod to Pretty Woman. Of course. (gasps) Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And um, Oh, interesting. But I remember there was also, because I used to love playing with makeup as a kid you know, as any mm-hmm. young girl in the nineties would. And I remember I there was to. one scene where I was like, I was shooting a fake music video to jock jams in my backyard sure. as one does. And I put silver eyeshadow on my eyes and my mom comes out with same sort of thing. She goes, eyeshadow is for prostitutes. Ugh. And I think like pretty woman probably just came out. And I remember being like, they were just slut shaming everyone yeah, back then for, wearing <laughs> right, for wearing makeup. Yeah. It's like little girls weren't allowed to play with makeup. Um, but I, th- I loved that little thing. Well, I Jenna that- Malone
0: got cuter and cuter as this movie she went did. on. She did. I always fantasized as I was younger about playing with makeup. Yeah. And nowadays I really feel like men now, even straight men are wearing more and more makeup. Like oh, totally it's happening. I'm seeing foundation cover up and I do it all the time. Like if I'm, feel like i got some blotchy skin or something put a little foundation on i know how to do it now myself totally but i've noticed like straight men are doing it a lot Mm -hmm. and they're even have uh, straight men makeup companies now i love that i support that why should women have all the fun also i just think it makes you feel better if you don't have to beat your face like a drag queen all the time yeah sometimes you might want to Yes. but i think if you're someone who's going out of the house and you feel a little self-conscious about a zit or something Mm -hmm. it's like yeah just put some foundation cover up whatever on and you feel better.
1: Yeah. I think A-Rod... Doesn't Arod have a makeup probably. line?
0: Yeah, probably. He does
1: have like a color corrector stick, which, yeah, yeah. why not?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. There is something very important, of course, that we have not talked about yet. The Pilgrims and, and Indians or what? Well, no, I was actually going to talk about a term that came up in this movie called <gasps> snow blowing. Oh, yes. Thank you. blowing. What is that in reference to? I looked it up. Okay. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. And I'm actually very proud of myself for looking this up because I think for years... I had heard this movie talk about snow blowing and never looked it up. I never actually, heard. to know what it was, what did you assume it was? Let's play that. God, I really thought I think that they made it up for the movie.
1: Mm, okay,
0: like I thought that's not a real thing because Julia never says what it is. She says, "Oh, I didn't tell her, so you don't need to know."
1: It seems vaguely sexual, doesn't it?
0: It's very sexual. Do yeah. you want me to tell you what it is? I
1: thought it was cocaine. So I'm just saying that I thought it was. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But but Let again, it snow, I no like, baby, had no idea.
0: Um, no, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. And to anyone, <laughs> listeners, if you're around children or something, maybe turn this off or... <laughs> I don't know. You shouldn't be tuning into this with kids, anyway. Yeah, I
1: think someone did that once. They're like, "This is not appropriate for kids." We're like, "Okay, what?"
0: On my other podcast too, I'm like very vulgar all the time, and I don't yeah. mean to be, but it just happens. Yeah, but I always mark it as explicit, and so I always think when people say like, "Oh, the kids around," or "That was inappropriate," I'm like, "Well, I mark it as explicit." Yeah, like, yeah, this is a holiday movie podcast, but it's marked as X-rated. Yeah, <laughs> X-rated, exactly. <laughs> say fuck a lot. Yeah. Okay. So with all that said, uh, it is snowball. Uh, so a snowball is kind of it's hard for me to even say this so gross um (laughs) do you want me to do it no it's a french kiss Mm. following oral sex when the ejaculated (laughs) semen is not swallowed but mixed in the mouths of both partners i'm gonna barf (laughs) throw up oh my god and doesn't it make you that's in stepmom (laughs) yes okay isn't that the craziest part of it all like, it's not explained, it's just introduced, and I think back That's- then they probably thought, well, no one will know, there's no Google for people to look it up. Oh, you're but right. now there's Google.
1: Now there's Google. I wonder if Julia knew when she was delivering the line. Maybe. maybe. Julia had
0: to have known. She's a professional. She's she She's a have professional. Asked. She would have said, Chris Columbus, I know you just got done with snow Mrs. Doubtfire, line. but tell me what Snowblown is.
1: She learned about it from her boss at the Vogue photo shoot. Um, oh, that I mean, is like, so- crazy.
0: Crazy. That's oh, so and on Urban Dictionary it says not to be confused with a snowball. Okay. Oh, it's I, a
1: snowball. Oh, my God.
0: Do you want me to say this <laughs> sentence? Yes, yes, I yes. apologize, <laughs> listeners. Stepmom. Not to be confused with a snowball, which involves spitting said <sighs> semen. No. Um, and then the sentence example they give is: He thought she was kinky because she liked to snow blow, but she mainly enjoyed the kiss. So that's, like, the sample sentence uh, like, alluding to that, Please use it in like, a
1: sentence on the spelling bee of a stepmom.
0: <laughs> God, I can't believe sure. that we all watched this movie in 1998, and, like, we didn't know what that was. Yeah. And there was no way for us to find out. There
1: was just, like... There was no way to find out. I... Oh, I'm such a, I feel like such a square, even though I'm really not. But th- I didn't know that that was even a move, no. to be honest. I didn't know. Th- there was some a name. O- wait,
0: there was some other term I just learned that was so vulgar oh. and graphic that I probably shouldn't share. What was it? <laughs> oh, oh, something about like, I, <laughs> like something about a double decker toilet. Do you know what this is? Oh, I've heard of that one. Isn't it something? I feel I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember hearing it and being like, "What the fuck?" Like I had never heard it before, and then all of a sudden, oh, I always thought maybe that. I think I'm thinking of it wrong, because I thought that's when you. Um, we, should <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should move on.
1: Yeah, we should move on. Yeah, we're gonna take get our, canceled. Can, canceled us. Um, speaking of, I loved the Thanksgiving pageant. I love oh, that I whole so. thing. That, but it was so cozy and sweet, and. I just love that entire world where we let kids do shit like this and performances, mm-hmm. and um,
0: yeah, I like a class characters. performance. And, yeah. yeah, and
1: Julia's telling Susan about the the crush that Jenna has on that guy, the blonde kid. Oh yeah, you know. I know.
0: Well, Which, what? Did, where did you stand? I mean, I talked about, I mentioned what snow blowing is, but do you think it was inappropriate of? julie roberts to hire the model tell the like <gasps> yeah let's was that unpack stepping that. over that yeah because
1: of course susan's advice at first was like just ignore him whatever and then julia's like no i'll hire an older man to come here. yeah and then you know it's like underage which that again you could do more um yeah. i kind of liked julia's take on it so it's yeah, more yeah. like whatever you yeah. know
0: what like did you cool, say? Yeah, I agree. I think that was the, the way Julia handled it was like a cool friend aunt older sibling mm-hmm. way to handle it. Yeah. And Susan was handling it more as like a mother forever and like also she mentioned I'm going to have to explain this to the parents and what snow blowing is. So mm-hmm. obviously Susan had to look up what that was. <laughs> Do you mention those is. phone calls? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sorry, Mrs. So Harris. After my he daughter. comes. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. They start French kissing and um, yeah, still in her mouth. Yeah. But there was like also such a deep cut when Jenna Malone is like the daughter is like to Susan is like, Well, you know, she's just had more experience recently. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh ageism, you know? I was like, That's tough. That's tough, but
0: Lynn Whitfield was the doctor. I just have to mention Lynn Whitfield, who's a legend. Josephine Baker's story, she played the doctor and there's only like one scene or something with her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we got Lynn Whitfield all the way to do this one little scene. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, the last 30 minutes of this movie are really emotional torture and I love them, but they're emotional torture. Like brutal. I paused it when I started to get really worked up and it still said 30 minutes left. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But it's 30 minutes of just like painful heart-wrenching beauty mm-hmm. and when, I love it
1: when Ed Harris brings the tree over to the house uh, and then he base, she basically is like you are a good dad it's not all your fault
0: I was like Ugh. and I've seen this a million times mm-hmm. a million and I it's one of the only things that I've seen so many times that will still make me cry mm-hmm. and I hate to even bring this up, but the last scene at the restaurant between the two of them, one of my all-time favorite scenes. Mm. And on my other show, I've like done the stepmom monologue a million times. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to do it here, but it's like that. <laughs> um, that my daughter uh, it should be thinking, I wish my mom were here. That's my biggest fear, Julia says. And then Susan Saran said, and mine is she won't. But one of the things that I want to break down about that is it is really fucked up that Julia Roberts is sitting across from this woman who's dying, mm-hmm. losing her kids, dying of cancer, and Julia's saying, like, God, my biggest fear is that the kid is going to miss you. Yeah. <laughs> like, as right? just ran in real life, not in the version of the script, but in real life, if some woman, young woman who stole the husband mm-hmm. it's going to live on, a bunch of years younger, yeah. is telling you, like, oh, her biggest fear <laughs> Is that the kids are going to remember their mother? <laughs> totally,
1: yeah. I'd be like, "Bitch, <laughs> yeah, <excuse laughs> yeah." Me? Exactly. You're right. That is badly worded. That's badly worded. It's
0: so it's, weird when we yeah, you really think about it. Mm. And I, love it's truly one of my all time greatest scenes ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's stunning, and I can do that whole thing. But it really is kind of crazy. When you think
1: yeah, it. it's She's almost dying. like yeah. They, if it was rewritten, it should be more like my biggest fear is that I won't you know, know what to do or I don't know certain like ticks about them because I wasn't around for the first chunks of their life. Yeah. You know,
0: or just say, like, oh, it's going to be so hard without you. Like, and yeah. then leave it at that.
1: Yeah. Don't but also, like, you were, like, a bitch to me at the
0: start, you know? <laughs> and
1: you missed pick up all the times because you had cancer, but you could include me in earlier, yeah. you know? Um, oh, my
0: God. And so, yeah, that that's the end scene that it just I'm completely dehydrated by every single time. Yeah. And then it's like, that's not even the end, because then we have the end scene at Christmas morning where it's, mm. like, the dove... And then Susan's ran and says goodbye to the kids. It's oh, the most emotional thing ever, yeah. ever. And you're already dehydrated. Yeah. Do you and think then- they keep the house? Oh my God, that's a great question. Does well, Julia sale, move- So they've kept it
1: until now. That's true. I wonder if Julia, in like the stepmom two world- Universe.
0: If she, yeah, in the universe, if she would move in. They should do a stepmom two where it's like, the roles are reversed, so maybe Susan or uh, Julie Roberts has been taking care of the kids for all these years, mm. or maybe Jenna Malone's like an adult now yes. and she's dealing with a stepmom. Like there should be some sort of legacy sequel for stepmom. She
1: brings a guy home and like Julia's into the guy. Yes,
0: you know, or maybe is there? This might be a stupid question, but like maybe it, can the cancer be hereditary? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. I, <gasps> I mean, think, the, I mean, I think it can. A so. Yeah. Maybe it's like Jenna Malone is sick now. is sick now and so she's saying about it and then so she calls upon oh. julie roberts and she's like how did you deal with this
1: how did you yeah
0: and then it's the stepmom too
1: and ben is like wild and out yeah, and yeah.
0: what do you think that's, <laughs> yeah, where do you yeah. think he's at nowadays oh
1: he's on broadway
0: yeah yeah he's on broadway Still getting lost do you like, think Just yes wandering the city
1: Watering the city yeah a broadway magician um oh my God. that's a cute kid though I wonder, though, if they
0: kept all those photos. So the last part of the movie is like Julie Roberts is taking all these photos of the kids like at all these different moments and then has all these stand-up signs and stuff of the pictures, which is crazy. Yeah. Because uh, where did she go? To FedEx to get all that fucking shit printed? A lot. Yeah. There was a lot of stand-up photos. It was
1: like a fun house. Also, she has to sleep in there. Like, I couldn't sleep if there were 30 cutouts of my kids.
0: Yeah. Your (laughs) mother just (laughs) staring at you on a horse. Like a photo stand up. That's yeah. something you'd find at a blockbuster. Yeah. Julia Roberts went to Kinko's. She would have had to spend like the whole week oh. at Kinko's mm-hmm. to just get all that shit. Yeah. Especially in 1998. Like nowadays you could order it online. In New
1: York, it's not going to fit in a cab. No. Do like, they deliver how, that? Do they out deliver to the country? Back that?
0: Like how did she get all them stand up things? Great question. Um, but she also put all those pictures on like a blanket for the daughter and a cape yeah. for the son. And I just wonder what, where that stuff is now. I want to know like where's the prop? Oh yeah. Cause I want the prop for my office. Like I want the cape or the, Blanket could be near here. So we actually. need to find out where that is. The prop and warehouse. if I ever get rich, that's the first thing I'm looking for Yes. to buy. It's like that prop and then the practical magic house.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yes. Isn't that in the, it's, that's in the Pacific Northwest. Probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. So is do you, Halloween town. I sent you that thing. We have a lot of
0: traveling. We have
1: so much. We have a lot of traveling. We'll unpack this more in season six, but
0: apparently it's real and it's in Oregon and I can't wait to find it. Oh my God. I can't wait. Okay. So the movie ends with, they take this picture and Julie Roberts is taking a picture of the rest of the family. And then Susan Sarandon says, now let's get one with the whole family. Isabel. More chills. Ain't a mountain high enough place. No puppy in sight. Jenna, has there ever been a better movie? I don't think
1: so. No, it's so good. And it really is. It's so sweet. Every it, character has redeeming qualities, and I think that's something you don't see in The, the Grinch or in a lot of other
0: films yeah. around this time. But it's really, really sweet. And Julia, I just love her. And not to get all fuck the patriarchy on all of us, but the reviews for Stepmom aren't great. Yeah. Like they're not great, and I blame that on all of the male reviewers, because if you go back and look at a lot of these movies, especially from like the 80s, 90s, mm. so many of the professional reviewers were male critics. Yeah. And so they often judged a lot of these movies that are classics that we love and that were so flawlessly made. And you look on Rotten Tomatoes at the score mm-hmm. where they combine all these reviews and you're thinking, why is the score so low? Why are the reviews so bad? And it's like, yeah, because all these fucking men who didn't get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. a lot of them were saying, like, we need more Ed Harris. And I know that the movie's yeah. not called no one wants Absentee that. Father. Right. You no know, one wants it's about that. the women.
0: Unless you're taking off Ed Harris's top. Then yes. we don't want more. <laughs>
1: Which we didn't get to see the scene of them having shower sex, but I would be they open to that. Yeah, I would be open yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Did you ever see, what was that one movie he was so hot in? He, I think he won an award for Pollock. Am I making that up? I don't know. But he's oh, hot he, he did. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Yeah. He's also one of those people who I consider like a very good actor who ran who does mostly like indie good work but then will randomly pop up in like a beverly hills chihuahua or something i know mm-hmm. he's not in that one but like spiritually he'll pop up in something like that
1: yeah yeah and like great kinnear oh like yeah yeah i yeah. love
0: someone like that who's like an indie kind of darling but then every once in a while they are just in hotel for dogs
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes hotel for dogs
0: five like, it's yeah. just like wait why <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. i like that i like that yeah um jenna any other final thoughts about stepmom
1: you know i just i think um Oh, it's cozy and it's sweet. And shout out to all the stepmoms out there, too. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. sister's one. Um, tough roll. Yeah, tough gig. It is. Yeah, it's a tough gig, but it's um, it's it's cool. And stepdads, all you stepdads sure. listening, you know what <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Parents, yep. yeah, we, yeah, support them all. Yeah, support them all.
0: Um, but no, I, I dig it. It is a rewatch, a rewatchable, for sure. I feel good that we covered this movie because lately we've been covering a lot of ones that we do not like. Yeah, totally. And I so it's yes. nice to just sit here, even though um, we've just given a glowing review to Stepmom. Yeah. It's because it's great. Yeah, because yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. Right. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much. well yeah, thank you. Um, Everyone can find us on Instagram at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, where you can get mm-hmm. all of our episodes. We'll update everyone when they're out and check them out. I also have a podcast called Everything Iconic and a holiday podcast book called The Jolliest Bunch out now that you can get uh please get it. Love you. Yeah. And love Jenna, you guys. Anything else you want to say?
1: I think if it's after November 1st, check out my Christmas movie called A Perfect Christmas Pairing. It's on all those VOD platforms, so on like demand. Peacock, yeah, on demand, um Amazon, Freevee, all those things. So check it out, watch yeah. it. Look for me in the coffee shop scene in the background. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait.
0: Um okay, love you all so much for listening. Love you. Bye-bye.
1: Planning for your next trip. i